welcome back to this month's Feminist Features. I'm your host, Wallace Grant, and I'm joined by my other host, Lauren Williams. Um, I feel like we need to definitely come up with some sort of jingle in terms of, or, or like a yeah. joint name first, in terms of Wallace and Lauren. Lawless. Lawless. Yeah. Lawless is quite good. It sounds like that's like us. We're lawless. We can be, can be tamed. <laughs> you will um, lawless so much listening yeah. to our wonderful podcast where it's both educational and hilarious obviously of course of course and we're actually coming out to you from a very special episode this month because it's international women's day Woo! on wednesday the 8th of march um this was actually a topic that i genuinely wallace and i were kind of discussing that there are so many topics that we could cover which is both uh, energizing and exciting and great for us in terms of um conversational fodder but quite depressing in terms of uh, really appreciating the various different fields in which w- women are you know slightly behind where they potentially should be um and therefore it's not there's not really like one area that we can point to that's you know amazing or where we want it to be at this point in time so um but international women's day essentially encapsulates and should ultimately, you know, serve as a kind of finger on the pulse, ultimately, in terms of where we are in women's um, rights and this and the women's rights movement. And therefore, you know, what, what I was reflecting on, um, and, and, and Wallace and I were, were just discussing before we started to record, was how I think unless you actively go looking for information on International Women's Day, it might actually pass some people by completely, especially if they are not working for potentially like companies that prioritise this. You'd hope that everybody does, but some companies don't have the funding to be able to run events or panel, even though panels are ultimately free. And uh, so we thought we would, yeah, do a sort of special uh, episode of Feminist Futures talking about International Women's Day, both from our own perspectives, giving you guys as the listeners a bit more information about International Women's Day in terms of the purpose that it serves and why we have it and where we, where it's come from. Yeah. And also, um, I think everybody's had an experience of International Women's Day, whether that's in a company or reading about it on Twitter or, and, um, and particularly one of the other things that's come to light through kind of a lot of the research that we've done is around the different variations of it globally um and it'd be really interesting to hear from you the listeners if any of you have any thoughts or experiences of international women's day that you want to share as well because we're really keen to hear from you guys totally Um, yeah and i think i was just saying to to lot to you to yourself lauren i was going to talk about you in like the third part i know sometimes it's funny i'm like i was saying to you lauren um that this is the first year because normally i have always or for the last couple of years i've worked more in kind of like the women's rights space so international women's day is like literally everyone panics and like everything has to go out this time and also for example the commission on the states of women which is like this huge un kind of conference happens around this time where like people are from across the world arrive in new york to have these there's not really well there's kind of negotiations but it's more like just every kind of person who works in like the kind of global space and women's rights is in there and i'm having like a bit of fomo this year and kind of like didn't kind of like slightly me pass by as i've gone into the climate space even though there's a lot of overlap and I'm sure lots of organizations talking about that, but 
it's been really interesting for me this year because it's kind of crept up on me and I've been like oh it's mm. kind of happening and like even um this weekend I was like oh what's going on and like what's happening this week in, in Amsterdam and trying to find stuff whereas I think normally I would be really on it so I think for me it's also been like an interesting like you were saying like for some people it can just pass them by and I'm sure like it, it, it totally does and I think what's also been nice about being able to dive into it is to actually understand the roots of it and to see where it's come from because I always thought it was a little bit of a kind of commercial get out or something like that but actually mm. the roots of it are really in kind of quite socialist kind of workers rights and in, in that space so absolutely um that's been a really interesting uh understanding and hopefully we can also broaden broaden people's understanding of it and, and going forward yeah so like an education piece but also about I think re-energizing um uh, people behind it and yeah. uh, understanding people's perceptions of it and how we yeah. can um, challenge those preconceptions including our own right um, because I think you know we'll, we'll talk in, in a moment about some brands and companies that have potentially um, done this very wrong and as always as we do on this podcast what we'll tr- what we'll kind of come to as part of our resolution is looking at looking ahead to like what a perfect international woman's day might might feel like and um as I say would be great to get your thoughts uh, on that as well but yeah absolutely when I was looking through I I couldn't have told you when international women's day started it definitely came more into my awareness um since starting in in a workplace I don't think I I probably celebrated it at university I'm sure they had some sort of themed events linked to it but it's not things that I I really remember but yeah it started all the way back in like 1911 Uh, I couldn't find the exact date that it started in the UK but as a kind of day that was celebrated by multiple different countries um that's the start date and then it was only recognized as like an official day I think by the UN from like 1975 and interestingly talking about kind of I I was very keen to understand like what, what actually are the pillars of International Women's Day. So on their website, they talk about a call to action, Mm -hmm. uh, which is around having a theme that kind of joins people together and unites people. And and as we mentioned at the beginning, should feel like it's a kind of very relevant topic to um, what's what's on people's minds at the moment. It's about philanthropy. So it's about fundraising and uh, raising awareness and, and educating people about uplifting women so about celebration and raising visibility of particular individuals who have you know at the forefront of their particular fields and it's about collaboration as well in terms of key partnerships and and shared missions and I think I have to say I some of these resonated more for me than others Uh, I hadn't actually appreciated the fundraising aspects Um, I you know I very much associate that more with like a comic relief or and and also you don't necessarily see women as being like a target group for fundraising as a whole because it's just there's so many varied issues that you wouldn't necessarily be slightly more generic in its state but they pick different charities every year this year I think it's like a girl guiding charity uh, and a charity called Catalyst Um, and I I find I found that really quite uh, interesting in terms of like uh, if we were talking which we will do about what success looks like in this yeah. surely mm-hmm. something like fundraising and, and raising awareness would be the two key outputs that you'd be able yeah. to kind of quantifiably measure how successful a particular day had had been totally and what the other thing that I hadn't realized is how I knew it was obviously a global 
day, but I hadn't appreciated that in some countries it is an official holiday. Um, yeah. And I was looking at the um, at the list of countries, and we're talking like Afghanistan, Cambodia, Cuba, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, Russia, yep. Zambia, and that it's very much more uh, traditional, and it's about honouring you know the women in your life ultimately. So much more like localized as a celebration than potentially in the UK where it's much more about like role models in popular culture I would say more so than you know honoring I I would think Mother's Day you know as as the um as the time that you would potentially celebrate that Uh, and it's all about you know giving presents or flowers to to the women in your life and, and making them feel um well saying thank you to them for the role that they play in in their lives yeah, hundred percent. It was interesting because when I was looking back, I I managed to find one date that I think apparently was the first day in America, which apparently was nineteen oh nine, but it was kind of like an organized Women's Day for the Socialist Party in America, and it was very much oh. tied to um, like workers' rights and kind of in that dynamic. And I think then a lot of the kind of more socialist or communist countries implemented it, and then that's like I think that was kind of how it became a big thing in Russia and like oh, that side okay. of things. But I think in the UK, that's like completely lost. And I think in, 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 for example, in the Netherlands as well, I don't think it really is tied back to that in in any way. But I think that's really interesting. And we'll probably get onto this later in talking about kind of like this aspect of commercialization that is built on female workers' rights and how that kind of intertwines. And I just thought that was like a really interesting tidbit. And I think that, I think as we this is more kind of general but I think as we as our politics have kind of moved and shifted I think this idea of like workers rights and stuff and kind of things has really changed and I think we've slightly lost that Mm -hmm. in the in the feminist space as well so that's something I'd be curious to find out if that's if it's just because history's moved on or if it is that we're moving away from this kind of like supported kind of united front of like workers Mm -hmm. and in that kind of way yeah, it, on um on the International Women's Day website, they have a timeline of ah, okay. um mm-hmm. of how it's evolved, and actually, very interestingly, uh, the two thousand seems to be to, the year two thousand seems to be a real point at which the initiative pivoted quite a lot, and mm-hmm. that's the first time in which they introduced. Um, so for those unfamiliar, every year there is a, a theme, and we'll talk yeah. a bit more about this year's theme in a moment but there's a theme introduced by the international women's day event and then also the un uh, also have their own sort of theme tied into that as as well uh, and that was the first time that they introduced that in in the year 2000 and that was very much recognizing that they felt that they needed to be much more focused as an initiative because as, as we mentioned almost too much to try and cover and actually by having much more targeted educational uh, awareness raising materials that was much more um, successful Um, but interestingly there was a big part about um, it not just being women celebrating women but how do you get more mainstream awareness of Mm -hmm. of the day itself and that's where I think you it is such a fine line between you want the day itself given that so much of it is about collective action um, getting people excited to kind of come together and really tackle what the big topics are and the big big issues are but then the downside of that is that you do need sponsorship you need funding you need you know 
companies and uh, you know um, uh, oh my gosh literally can't governments that's the word that I'm looking for you know that that big (laughs) institution institutions that do I mean they do sweet fuck all at the moment Um, that create policies and should ultimately you know be the key drivers of, of change yeah the downside is is that obviously you need their support they need to be engaged and that's where we start to get into this potential downside of where the biggest criticism at least you know in the conversations that I've had with friends and family that is leveled at International Women's Day is that it's simply a one day a year where companies pay lip service to the topic and suddenly seem to become aware of all of the women that work for their companies and they pull them into panels and they you know create discussion forums and they buy cupcakes and and put them out and and I think a lot of people can feel that that it can feel quite hollow Uh, and I think if it's not recognized and celebrated in the right way with the right intention that can feel almost detrimental to the cause actually and just to just to comment on that because I think from my perspective and I think I'm a little bit hardened now by kind of International Women's Day and I think it genuinely is just because I've been in this space a lot and I think one of the things that always got me and someone who works in kind of more communication space was that people would constantly want to put things out on International Women's Day because they're like oh it's an interesting hook you know we can put this report out that kind of thing but I was in my head I was like if we have all of these amazing institutions who are putting out research and stuff on one day is it not just being like totally drowned out like as in there's so much Mm. there's so much going out and I think it's I guess it's the same thing with like Black History Month or LGBT Month or Pride, you know, or Pride's a little bit different, but these kind of awareness issues where people are like, it's simultaneously a great thing to put a focus on it. And I'm sure that it educates people in a different way, but it also becomes this kind of like, I said, placeholder hollow moment where people can say we're doing something about women in our company by having things on International Women's Day and doing that way. And just to also, one thing I wanted to flag, did you see the the, the kind of embrace equity um, campaign that they're doing on the on the International Women's Day? Like so the physical is... embracing, did you see this? Oh no, I didn't. The photos, if you go on, they're quite, my colleagues and I were having a look the other day. They literally have like people standing, embracing themselves and saying like embrace equity. And you're supposed to like copy that photo and put it on your Instagram as like, an, as right. like a post, which the idea of it is very sweet and lovely and that kind of thing. But I just cannot see like, the head of I don't know like the head of the Met Police coming out and doing that or like this you know that kind of thing so I think it's really interesting that you have this kind of really maybe it's this thing about this kind of like naive pure message which is really good and like trying to do that but then the reality of it underneath and how that kind of like pairs out but totally and worth people to have a look yeah the best I mean we can't go any further through talking about kind of disrupting companies attempts at um surface level you know activism without talking about the uh the twitter bot last oh, year so um can we just I'm give hope- a little clap i just would yeah. like to just say absolute legend i hope that you are getting pints on pints on pints there is actually an, inter- an interview with the uh with the guy that created it i think it's a guy i've now just i think it's a couple actually i think it's yeah a, it's a guy and a girl yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we will yeah. we will research it and put it put it in the uh, yeah. the link in in the um in the description but uh ultimately for those that weren't aware of this uh, and I think I sent it to so many people last year so most people uh, will be but ultimately so uh, anytime a company uh, posted last year on Twitter about International Women's Day 
the, uh, this couple created a, a bot that ultimately searched for that company's uh, gender pay gap report and then posted and replied to that post on Twitter with the that company's existing gender pay gap. And it was it would in most cases completely undermine yes. um, the activity that they were doing on their social media. So I was I was looking through and uh, Days Dig- Digital did an article about um, some of the worst kind of companies getting caught out on on their double standards. And one of the best examples um, was, you know, misguided um, who uh, would basically posting all these inspirational Instagram posts, uh, telling people how to know their worth and lifting each other up, etc. But then they were found to have a 46% pay gap in favour of men, uh, reported in 2019. That's just so shocking. Like, just going back to like, that's, it's a woman's clothing owned store. It's kind of like when we had What's His Face, the guy Green, who was the Topshop manager as well, like making Philip, Philip yeah. Green. Oh yeah. And then I think also just to also flag, and this is probably in the article as well, it's just like the, the women who are making those clothes and sweatshops and stuff are like women of color who are getting paid like absolutely nothing and yet you have these like you know I think there was a famous case of like a feminist t-shirt that like was being made by women in sweatshops and stuff so yeah the, the yeah. ultimate irony um yeah. Yeah. but the some of the examples on this in this article so um one of the other ones was for one day only last year the London Dungeons renamed Jack the Ripper Jackie the Ripper um <laughs> So yes. just it like oh. so not only are they um you know basically drawing attention to a man who uh is infamous for the violence that he perpetrated against women uh but ultimately it also comes back to actually a topic that we discussed on one of our previous episodes which is this idea that by just turning a man's name into a woman's name it's just you know yeah it's we're celebrating women when it's like actually no that's just such a surface level change that means absolutely nothing um and then the other one that I thought that sort of made me chuckle was that last year the theme was hashtag break the bias um and Burger King tweeted um on International Women's Day women belong in the kitchen full stop remember this yes and they were supposed to then follow up with several tweets well they did follow up with other tweets saying if they want to of course and then they announced this like scholarship theme that was about rebalancing the hospitality uh sector and and trying to get more women into uh different types of jobs but obviously like the way that it landed was just like that one tweet uh and that was the bit that got shared absolutely everywhere and it was just in such poor taste and and not thought through and it was you know that thought around did did anybody think through how that was going to land with people I'm not really sure it did but I I think that the those examples are from different industries and very different kind of forms of showcasing activity and I think you know that Burger King example is is good intent it is tackling the root causes of discrepancies in the number of women in certain sectors you know by by funding scholarships uh, schemes but it can often get lost very easily in uh, as you said like information overload and in this world where ultimately information can be shared like that exactly um, and that was 
for those listening, I acted out clicking, which will not translate well at all over an audio uh, platform. You got the vibe. You got the vibe. Yeah, you got the vibe, exactly. But just to, just to, so two things, because I, I want us to dive into this corporate kind of discussion, because I think it's really important and to talk about it. But to go back to the, the gender pay gap just for a second, I think mm. one of the things that really struck me about the project and how it's kind of unfolded is like the power of data. So like all of the data that they use to track this and to have this automated bot, is, is through the, the UK mandates kind of, I think it's companies over like 250 or 300 have to yeah. um, have to uh, report. S- report, that's the word, sorry. God, we're really struggling with like basic words English. today, aren't we? <laughs> English, our only languages, but yeah. Like, Bearing <laughs> in mind, listeners, it is a Sunday evening. Yeah. Uh, so after a know you After you've been in Dublin, so maybe that's also imposing it. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, so like people... The fact that like this this was made kind of mandatory, I think like maybe like five or six years ago by the government or whatever, and you can also choose to opt in to do it if you're under a certain number. But like, I think this is such an important point is that you can have all this kind of glossy atmosphere, and it's also really interesting in terms of like the climate space as well. And I'm diving into this at the moment. But if you have like the facts, like the bare numbers, to kind of like really get down to the the, the crux of it, you can't hide from that. And this Mm. is where I think we need to get to with these topics that we're coming to is that like, of course, it's important that you have this emotional aspect and we understand the importance of like doing all those things and stuff. But if you're numb, if you do not have like the backing up to like, like the numbers to back something up a claim, then you should not be putting this out at all. And Mm. I think the companies are starting to get really burned across the board on this issue. Well, I think audiences are not taking it anymore. You know, like they're no longer standing sort of sitting down and taking this idea they're like I want to know the numbers behind this yeah and actually the the inherent um idea that it's a celebration can could potentially undermine what its purpose could be which is that actually I think so much of what I would love to see on International Women's Day is hard-hitting conversations about things that probably aren't working as well as they should and it's giving a space and a voice to potentially quite disenfranchised women in yeah. every workplace in you know in the yeah. world and helping us to see key themes that are coming up everywhere you know this is basically yeah. a giant conversation about topics that affect every single person on this planet but by calling it and, and, and focusing on celebration. Yeah. Often yeah. people try to focus on the only the positives rather than also potentially really getting under the skin of like what isn't um, working particularly well. And actually, you were mentioning that your um, your friend who's from Russia, their kind of local way of celebrating International Women's Day in Russia is around buying flowers for the women in your yeah. in your life and telling them how beautiful and caring they are and saying things like you're a great accessory to any collective we work so well together whereas they've tried to kind of almost reclaim that by having these big collective marches uh, on the streets it's almost going back to its roots and its original purpose as a um as a concept and um i I love that idea but i I just think I, i totally absolutely want to raise awareness of some amazing role models and achievements that have been made but also I, I think it is this balance of then also using the, the time and the space and the, and the focus on these topics yeah. to um 
to yeah to, to, to have open conversations and 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 the biggest part is also having men and allies in that in those conversations as as well yeah because the other thing I would say one of the biggest things and I think just that this is for me this is where the kind of cynicism comes in and I try not to because I, I I do agree that I would love I would love us to be able to have this kind of celebration aspect without worrying about the kind of cynical aspect of it. But we, but we see it time and time again. We see it with these companies tweeting and then being, you know, kind of taken down because of their pay gap. But it even goes down to things like my my timeline on Twitter, and I follow a lot of journalists just because the world that I'm in and like different things like that. Constantly every year before International Women's Day is people saying, "I've been asked to do this event for free, and I haven't been paid for my time." Now, I. I understand that people don't have a lot of budgets and stuff, but if you're a massive company and you are having a corporate event for International Women's Day, you need to be paying your speakers. Mm. If you're having a corporate event for Black History Month or whatever that kind of thing, you need to be paying your speakers and also making, Mm. particularly in the case of International Women's Day, and I think Sophie Walker had a great Twitter thread on this um, earlier this week, you need to also make sure that those events are friendly for women to come to, aka is there childcare involved? Can mothers come and speak there? If not, mm-hmm. are you going to pay your pay your speakers and um, babysitting fees if you're not going to offer a fee? Or are you going to make sure that there's breastfeeding facilities, you know, for 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 people to come and 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 be present in there? And I think this is where we start to this lip service versus actually what people want to invest in really starts to rub people off the wrong way because if we know that you have money. And quite a lot of these big companies do like we, we, you know, you know this and they're coming to you and saying, come and moderate this event or come and do that. You need to also be paying your speakers. Yeah. And and, and making sure that that because that will open it up to a much more diverse group of people who aren't necessarily just people working for that company, yeah. for example. And I think it, it would be a great opportunity to showcase areas where this is working really well or where new initiatives have, have you know, and. Yeah, it shouldn't be seen as like a kind of charitable act. It's exactly. it's a fundamental, um, it's a business decision, and yeah. companies kind of uh, choose to focus on that as much or as little as they as they want to. But um, I think I think that just to go back because I think you've hit it on the neck. Uh, hit hit on the neck, God Jesus! Oh, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it's, English is not going well today, Jesus. Okay, um, you've hit it uh, the nail on the head. Got it. That. Perfect. It is this, I think some of the things that happen on International Women's Day are a microcosm of what happens overall. So Mm. you want women to come and give their time unpaid to come and talk about this thing, whether that's an external person coming in or someone in a company who is probably giving up time to then go and do something else and not having that kind of go away. And that in my, is, is kind of an analogy for how women work goes unpaid for like we know that women have the burden of care whichever that kind of um manifests itself in in the kind of world and women's care is not valued in society and so I think if a company is willing to really invest in that and to kind of say like we are going to pay our speakers or we are going to make sure that there's kind of value added to that I think that's a reflection of how you're going to or hopefully would be kind of like how your policies on on women are going to go forward but if you're not, then you're not actually engaging with the topic at all, and it's just a PR PR mission. So yeah, you use yeah. the opportunity to to check. I keep saying check the pulse, but like get a sense of yeah. what the big things are that people are, you know, concerned about. I, I feel like something like doing a session on maternity and paternity leave, menopause policies. You know how um, and menopause, our new favorite topic. 
menopause are absolutely new new favorite topic only however many 20 30 years earlier that we need to start talking about it but we should and it needs to be more visible um, i have already watched so many clips from davina mccall's documentary i was like right on there afterwards yeah fabulous do you know what it. what i love about that um that episode so our episode last month was on um access to healthcare for women and the barriers that exist and i literally feel like it's been everywhere the last few weeks oh, that, yeah. that subject like it was in um the evening standard there was yep. an article on it in uh in the guardian yep. and i was like oh we really managed to get our finger on the pulse here we are, uh, much so. more than yeah obviously and uh, i've totally lost my chain of thought Sorry. because uh, no no not at all um, i guess i wanted to i wanted to ask you this before because i want to try and get a little bit of the cynicism out of this conversation because i think like as in i want us to come to a place when we come to the end topic we're talking more about this kind of future thing but I I just wanted to bring up that I asked a few of my friends if they'd ever been to like a really bad International Women's Day kind of event or like things that happened and um listener of the pod Rad she told me last night that um one of her friends went to an International Women's Day event that was hosted by her work and one of the sessions was on how to lose weight as a woman now and I I've seen similar stories I can't exactly remember the ins and outs but I think probably that was a couple of years ago, like in terms of it. But I think there are so many of these stories where a company has decided to run something and they've just, or there's like this international women's, in. yeah, international women's day panel and it's all men, you know, like obviously we want men to engage, but like you need to also have like a balance of, of that. And I think we, they were coming more and more like few and far between. But I think when those decisions are made, like the Burger King thing in your mm-hmm. head, you're like, it went through so many people and this was signed off, you know? Yeah. So I, 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 that's why I, when I was doing my research was like, how do we go back to what this day is supposed to achieve? Like, what are the four pillars that we kind of talked through at the very beginning in terms of the call to action, philanthropy, collaboration, and uplifting women. And like, realistically, companies should be going through whatever their plan is and their ideas are, they need to hold them up against each of those criteria to say, does this actually achieve what we want it to achieve? And what are the outcome? And also how are we going to continue this beyond this just one? What's the longevity of the success of, of this? And I think even by introducing that basic step, you will start to see more tangible yeah. and well thought out decisions in yeah. that particular space. And and as you say, inviting both men and women to be part of uh, the, the conversation on that. Yeah. Um, so in terms of this, this year's theme then, so you've already mentioned that the theme for uh, this year is embrace equity that is a great you know short and snappy hashtag but I was like what does that actually mean in practice Mm -hmm. yeah and um ultimately what they are trying to achieve here is around highlighting the power and I am quoting directly from the website here pretty much guys so highlighting the power of collective action and challenging and calling out stereotypes and ultimately one of the big things from an education perspective is they are trying to help people to understand the difference between equity and equality and as somebody who's relatively well versed in this area I suddenly sat down and I was like do I know the difference between equity and equality and I have and so to help listeners who might be in the same sort of I think I'm a feminist but suddenly I'm doubting everything because I don't know the difference between two very similar sounding words they it's ultimately the idea that equity is a is a better approach to decision making and policy creation ultimately because equity recognizes that that people come from different backgrounds come from different circumstances and ultimately it allocates differential resources and opportunities 
in order to reach an equal outcome. Yeah. So rather than having a one size fits all approach. Yes. Um, so for example, giving everybody a hundred pounds to go and spend to um, improve their lifestyles, you should uh, probably give a thousand pounds to some people and one pound yeah. to other people, depending on where how far away they are from the target end state that, that they are. And sorry, I've tried to dumb that down massively and probably massively overcomplicated it. But no, I think it's a really good I, point because I actually, there's a really good, have you ever seen the graphic that's like people on a um, on a race, race course? So it's like a similar thing, basically. It's like a quality is like setting people at the same start lines, but then as people run, there's like some people have more obstacles in the way. So they're like seen as like, they don't have quality. So equity is like having people start, start at different points and then yeah yeah yeah. so I I totally get that but I think it's a really good point because I think sometimes these words are banded about as being the same thing and they're not and Mm -hmm. I think it's also really important not just for the kind of women's space and that kind of thing but it's something that's talked about in the climate space and the racial justice space like everything across there and so um yeah it's just important that that can very good idea to bring up the definition of it so people know yeah Yeah. well and and I and I was sat there and I said okay that sounds like exactly the sort of thing that this day should be used for because the power again comes back to the fact that this is a global initiative and should highlight the uh, intersectionality in terms of the various different experiences that people have of of being a woman depending on where you are born and what you know what career you might go into etc and I think that on the surface it's it sounds like a great great concept i disagree with creating a uh, viral actual physical embrace i'm not sure that's the sort of thing help me but i love this idea that they are tackling misconceptions and trying to yeah just help people to be more articulate in this space when they are talking about uh, equality because i think people hold up equality as the yeah um the end goal which absolutely is but that doesn't mean that we need to have a completely I suppose I was going to say equality-based policy to, to getting there because actually they found that they are uh, significantly less effective in, in terms of really addressing the, the core issues as well. But you mentioned yeah. um, that there was potentially a little bit of controversy around the uh, the theme. Yeah, so I think it was actually because I think there was, there's obviously the, the, the International Women's Day theme, but then there's also the United Nations one, which was called Digital. It, yes. it's digital um innovation and technology for gender equality and I just I to be honest I just saw a few kind of um LinkedIn posts and a few kind of like comments and stuff from women who were working in the tech and innovation space and I think this is it's quite broad the criticism but what they were saying was that it's all great and fine and well having this as a theme but like is there an action plan for that to be implemented mm-hmm. in that way and I think to go a little bit kind of niche and kind of united nations kind of focus thing but basically a couple of years ago was it last year two years ago there was this huge kind of um gathering uh, organized by the un called generation equality forum Mm -hmm. and basically the idea was that they brought together huge philanthropy huge um institutions huge uh, countries and stuff and they were going to put huge amounts of money into gender equality and one of the pillars is digital innovation but there's like lots of different pillars and stuff Mm -hmm. and just just to kind of give people an understanding on philanthropy, women and girls issues account for 1% of all philanthropy across across the world. So it's oh, like wow. a very, very, very that. small amount. Yeah. 
So it's like a really big issue that, you know, philanthropy isn't doing that. And this was like hailed as a big, big moment. And I remember because I was working in the space and working with a lot of my clients were in this, in this space, I was like, oh my God, this is going on. It was nowhere in the news. Like very, mm. very small snippets. I have, I have to admit, yeah. I had, I have not heard of it. Yeah, it was like in my brain for the whole time. I was asking some of my friends who were like even working in more like climate space or that kind of thing. I was like, do you know this is going on? And people were like, it's, it's not. And I bring up this example because two things. There's lots of feminist movements across the world who've been really critical of this the UN kind of having these big lofty ideas, but then when it comes to implementing them, they're like, show us where the money is going and is it going into the hands of like local mm-hmm. groups? Like we still don't have like a clear understanding of it. And secondly is to say that this comes back to this idea of this women's space being a silo. And I think mm. this is what kind of we need to break down in International Women's Day is that we need it to become part of everything and become a celebration, a celebration regardless of what sector you're in. Mm-hmm. But it also needs to have this clear like action points, if that makes sense to it. So I think that was basically just the overall kind of thing. But I would really be interested to see some tech companies talking about it. I mean, the fact that the UN is saying innovation and technologies for gender equality, what are Google saying about it? What are Amazon saying? Like, what are they doing about it? I don't, yeah, true. I haven't seen much from them. In, on yeah, I have to say, I mean, Jeff I Bezos, the... what are you doing? Come on, get us all. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Digital. I mean, I, um, yeah, exactly. I um, I actually was looking at the UN website and I was, yeah, it, it, the stats were wild. 37% of women do not use the internet. Yeah. 260 million fewer women have access to the internet than men, even though they account for nearly half the world's population and this is resulting in fewer women to be um in positions linked to i mean they more generally refer to stem but that's a massive issue given that by 2050 um the claim is that 75 percent of jobs will be related to stem areas so we're basically you know holding women out of uh arenas where they will which will mean that there are significantly fewer jobs left for women to actually perform. So we're going to have the same. Lauren, it's okay because we're women in STEM, remember? I Am I in STEM? I'm not sure I, I am. I feel like we claimed at one podcast that we were women in STEM. I don't know why. Was podcasting in STEM? I don't know. Maybe it was just using technology. But no, yeah, no, okay. sorry, not to undermine a serious point. That No, it is actually like the, 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 the stats are really sh- shocking. And I think... Again, it goes back to this idea that we have gaps in everything that we're we're talking about. And but technology and innovation, it, as you said, is going to be a huge part of our things. But I I, I didn't, to be fair, I didn't deep, dig that that deep on terms of the UN's kind of me- message. But I feel like th- there needs to be kind of action plans set. And I think part of the problem is, and this this could be a whole other episode as well, is like what does the UN actually have power over? Like what can it actually mm. do? And I think. Yeah, it's it's just it's so difficult to kind of put into words like, yeah, it's great to have this campaign, but like what are we gonna do kind of like policy wise, yeah. you know? Well, I was so if we if we kind of touch upon the question, because what about what what would we want uh International Women's Day to represent and feel like as a I mean, again, we can only express from our own personal views here, but um again if listeners have different views please do do share them but one of the things that I was reflecting on when I was reading was I loved reading through the timeline I really enjoyed seeing where we have come from and I think that there is a real power and I'm saying this kind of in 
in parentheses in the sense that I think it is important to understand the progress we have made, but not to the detriment of being like, it's not moving as quickly as we would like yeah. it to. Yeah. And I think what I would, uh, and I think this ties also together in with the point around data that you were that um you mentioned which is that i think that a lot of this needs to be about data educating people in the numbers and what's moving what isn't moving what the yeah. barriers are and interestingly so much of um this day should tie in much more to i think it's the and i'm now struggling to find my lovely links because of course as soon as you um try and actually get something up but the latest um report by the world economic forum basically says that we will not reach a hundred percent parity for another 132 years yeah. that was the report the number that got was bigger released during covid in... didn't it yeah, yeah it did unfortunately it set us back massively um but again it still wouldn't be it's not going to be within our lifetimes wallace like i no. literally read that and that's that is what a day like international women's day should be like a key takeaway for Every bit. I get that that could be massively disenfranchising for people in terms of like, oh, what's the point then? If I'm not going to see it in my lifetime, then why yeah. should I focus on this? But I actually see that as massively motivational and helps me to feel much more, uh, yeah, just energized and empowered to say, actually, I want to do something about this and what, what can I influence and what can I not? And I think that point that you mentioned there around feeling like sometimes these corporations feel very very high up and separate to actually like where the grassroots yeah. I actually think again let's go back to the pillars of what it's supposed to serve it's supposed to be a call to action and yeah. actually it is uh, an institute and a um and a tool to yeah. bring together almost the top down which is the politicians the policies the companies exactly. yeah. and connect it with the people on the ground who are actually doing doing the work yeah. and focusing and, and honing in on those key conversations and key topics yeah i think that is because kind of coming back to that point around uh and, and and i feel like i've got so many ideas and so many things i want to say and i'm not being as articulate as i would want to but i do think you do need to have corporations such as the UN who are much bigger picture yeah. looking 10 15 20 years out because that point around 75 percent of jobs uh being in stem by 2050 that's not something that the average person is going to know so you do yeah. need like yeah. those bigger kind of think tank style strategic yeah. visions that then say guys this is something that we need to start looking out for this is like what those topics are what are the key areas where we can have the greatest impact yeah but then you also do need every single person on the ground to for, you need those themes to resonate with them. Yeah, they need to understand the the role that they can play, and that, I think that's um, and again, so many ideas. But my 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 kind of key reflection is, I think I like the idea that International Women's Day is both about looking back and understanding where yeah. we've come from and understanding the roots of these sorts of initiatives also doing the reflection in terms of what the achievements have been and doing that celebration yeah but there needs to be as much focus on the future and what needs to change as there is on that you know reflection and, and looking and looking back totally um, it was so crazy when you said like the 130 years thing I was just thinking about because my niece is like six months old now and she won't even see it in her lifetime no you know exactly. and that she's just like this little baby and like I think if we keep going at the rate that we are yeah, going yeah. right so this could change and the rate has changed because before think... it was seven I think it was like 74 or 75 years pre-covid yeah. and covid kind of set back but I think it's really interesting what you were saying because I think 
sometimes and maybe we do do this but I think the idea of of combining or sometimes I sometimes I sit and I don't know if you have this on a personal level and I think about all the women in my life who have come before me like I come from a very long line of like very strong women and kind of like lots of women in the family and stuff and like they had to really suffer you know and like and, mm-hmm. and, I, and it got better over the years but like when I think about my grandma and her and, and her auntie like my my great auntie sorry and like even my mom and, and my aunties and stuff as well it's like they face so much discrimination and and we're at a point now where I'm able to for example, decide when I want to have kids and my grandma wasn't able to. I'm able to get a divorce from my husband quite easily and not be stigmatized and my grandma wasn't. And so I think that we do, it's really important sometimes for us to to look back and feel that kind of hope because things do change. And I think that's, it, it's, I guess it's like drawing hope from history and kind of that's taking I mean. that future. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. And having that, I, I, yeah. There does need to be a recognition that this is a journey. It's not going to yeah. switch overnight. Yeah. There have been massive shifts. Um, and there will continue to be. Yeah. But I think that comes again down to, so if we say that it needs to be future-focused, future, future focused, yeah. it needs to connect overarching people who can actually make the decisions and influence change on a massive scale yeah. and connecting them in uh, open forums with the masses in terms yeah. of the people that are actually experiencing it. I think... Interestingly, when I was Googling International Women's Day, quite a lot of the articles that came up about it was, what is International Women's Day and why do we still need this? And this comes back to that point around data literacy. Hearing the words that parity will not be achieved for 130 years that should be almost the prominent statement yeah. at the big at the top we of should the get one of those planes you know that like fly and just fly above be like come on remember like yeah exactly yeah. so this should not be a question that is uttered at any stage in the next uh you know in the next week if i hear it i'm going to be like excuse me and i'm yeah. going to send them the link to that world economic forum report and i'm going to say read that and come back to me with a reason why we shouldn't have this day yeah um exactly that 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 connectivity of the initiative and i understand that international women's day is deliberately separate to the un like it's not yeah yeah there is it that's why they have a separate theme it's not a un initiative it's it's global But I do think there needs to be like very clear pointers to the actual work that is happening and and outside of just that one day and a status check of where have we come from? Where are we going? I was like, are we just quoting God? I don't know. That's it. Like, it's actually very true. Where did you come from? Where are you going? Cotton oh. Widow was actually a secret feminist. Exactly, um. we've cracked it. We've cracked it. But no, I think um, I really, I, I think because I, I wanted to try and think about how can we give people who are like listening, like kind of tangible things to 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 kind of hang on to. And I think there's a few things. I think if you're an individual and you work in a company and you have power of some sort, so I don't care how that is or whatever. Look at two things. Make sure that whatever you are doing on International Women's Day, you have the reputation to back up. Do not be putting out tweets and social media and stuff saying, woohoo, women are great in our company if you can't back up because it will backfire. Secondly, if you have money to invest beyond just having like a panel or an event, sponsor programs. There are amazing Mm -hmm. organizations who need money who are already doing the work. You don't need to do the work yourself. You just need to give the money away. So if you are like a huge corporation that has that, 
that is a way that you can tangibly say we are like contributing to women's rights in that way. And if you're an individual who's in a company and you have that ability to pull those strings, do that kind of kind of yeah. way. And I love, so yes, you, I totally agree that we have probably the first 20 minutes of this podcast were relatively cynical and quite negative about the concept. So I think the other key takeaway is we are supportive of this initiative, absolutely and fundamentally. But I do think that it needs to be made clear to people what they can do differently and how to access information and what one of the amazing things is as I literally as I mentioned started to google started to research there's stuff on everywhere there you know the National Gallery puts on special um events there's uh you know um speed mentoring happening um you know in London next weekend and I was like oh I actually might go like use this opportunity and, and capitalize on the fact that this day is is that call to action and that people will be hopefully putting their money where their mouth is totally. and there will be stuff to do go to a session go to and I know they'll be in your diaries and you'll have a very busy day on Wednesday and it will be you're a bit like oh I really really yeah. don't want to go to this zoom zoom event where somebody's going to be talking about our newly launched menopause policy but actually why not take the opportunity to take an hour out of your day to learn about potentially something that you um have had no experience of but that actually you completely agree needs to be focused on and as a topic and I think the idea even if the one thing that you take away from this podcast is the difference between equality and equity which you absolutely should because I described it terribly but hopefully quite clearly that's gonna that's Um, a pub quiz question if there ever was one you know what I mean like that is a good one yeah 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 and go to an event and I don't mind if that's a work event I don't mind if that's something that's been hosted at your local you know town hall but there will be something going on in your community and I think it is you know that that is the purpose of the day is creating conversation creating communities and yeah ultimately things yeah learning yeah and and it can be a mixture of both celebration and also education because I think um I will definitely even as a woman there is so little that I know about like you know the yeah, we we obviously I'm learning so much about menopause at the moment because that seems to be a topic that comes up every single time. We're ready for it. Um, but the other yeah, thing, so there's so one of the easiest ways that you can do it is like literally if you don't have time to go to something or you're like I you know because people have mm. different different things. Literally search on Twitter or on LinkedIn hashtag IWD to 2023 usually is what the hashtag is, and what you will find is a stream of reports whether they're released this week whether they've been released before because people like companies do highlight information around there and that's where you find that data that's where you find those interesting reports those interviews those things that you're thinking about and that's where you can then absorb that and think maybe it's that you you work in a tech company and you're like oh I want to see about different technology and how I can implement that or I don't know you work in like totally. a whatever sector you're in just have a little search and do that I think it's that proactiveness in trying to do it and as we're saying there's going to be a multitude of like campaigns and stuff going on so make sure that you're engaging and I would just say that if you are going to donate or do any of your campaigns just do a little bit of a digging behind it and make sure that you feel company uh, comfortable with the the company that you're kind of um giving to or that kind of thing yeah don't be buying Definitely. feminist t-shirts from misguided or Shein or any of those ones or you know that kind of thing um yeah. but it's yeah, it's but- it's just it, it, I think as you said like make it quite joyful and make it quite interesting celebrate the women in your life like text your your gal pals and say you know that the, that you love them that you do or you know that they're, they're you're proud of who, what, yeah. who they are because I think we ultimately should be celebrating where we've come as women and also and we're anybody go. that I hug on Wednesday I'm gonna say I'm embracing you for equity um, <laughs> and just <laughs> 
sharing the hashtag that way. Um, oh my god, that's so good. I love that. Yeah, I also love that they obviously could not just tell people to go be hugging. You know, oh, yeah, honestly, like, anybody like, randomly that would be the slightly more straightforward thing rather than hugging yourself. But instead, thinking, they can't like, really be like promoting. <laughs> When COVID is like still going out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they're like, "Let's go from not being able to like be within a meter of each other to being like, let's go promote everybody hugging each other." I but I tell you what, EE should have sponsored it. That would have been amazing. Embrace equity, like you know, like they could have yeah. run a huge campaign. I'm on so speed dial if you still need me. By the way, I yeah, will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be moving into marketing shortly. Um, no, definitely. And I think um, what I'm gonna personally commit to is definitely reading up a bit more on. Um, the uh this dig- digital um digital I mean, yeah <laughs> digital um, I actually can't, as a comms person this drives me insane I can't stand it I'm like it doesn't mean anyway that's an, uh, that could be a whole a whole uh, yeah well interestingly um yeah I'm gonna definitely take the opportunity because I I think the embrace equity and the international women's day branding etc is very well known to me the UN um I didn't know that they had like a separate theme every year and it's also, focus, it's also much more tied digital. into the yeah it's all which totally but yeah. then you interesting that you say that because like what they the I know I keep harping on about this World Economic Forum report, but basically what they look at is like what the gender gap is in lots of different areas and then what percentage of that gap has been closed on a year by year basis and political empowerment. So there's there's four different areas they look at health and survival, educational attainment, economic participation and opportunity and political empowerment and health and survival. Interestingly, they've closed 95.8% of the gap comparatively political empowerment is 22 percent yeah it's because of the, um, the health one is because maternal mortality has like really gone down massively so that's dropped why, that's yeah. Why. yeah 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 but yeah it's um, a really interesting point that and i i do think and this is maybe a topic for us to talk about is like women going into mm. politics like that's super interesting and like yeah one of the yeah. um one of the days digital um examples of bad bad social media was the conservative party last year posted like we celebrate women and then it was like two female prime ministers oh my god um the worst I, there's been, well now three, three so but at the time <laughs> there had only been two and then it was like i'm not yeah, sure but labor's never something. had a female leader yeah exactly yeah. so like it's just small Honestly, things, that um, pisses me off so much i'm like what are we doing we're supposed to be the part or well not we but like they are supposed to be the party of, you know, I don't know, yeah. like, anyway, but I think we should <laughs> another topic for another day. For a topic. Um, well, we hope that we've left you with a bit more information about a day that I think a lot of people scoff at. Yeah. Um, and I, for one, will definitely laugh at the Twitter stuff that will inevitably come out of it and probably read, like, a BuzzFeed article that's, like, 25 hilarious tweets from International Women's Day, because that's me. But um, equally, I think I will genuinely uh, make time to attend, whether or not it's on Wednesday or just at some point this week, something that I learn something new, learn a different perspective. Um, and I will basically be quoting that 132 years yes. until gender parity, <laughs> until uh, I die. You know? like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can exactly. do free hugs, but only if you yeah. engage with me on this topic on, in that way. Embrace I will embrace equity. you. <laughs> I will really embrace you for equity, but only in 132 years. Why don't we reduce that time? Question mark? Yeah, question mark? Um, yeah, I'll probably just get arrested or something um, yeah. for embracing yeah, but people. Like, it's International Women's Day. I can't be arrested. Come <laughs> yeah, on. Exactly. Uh, Come on. Power to the people. Um, the so thing- I think that was 
I was just going to say the last thing I was going to say was make sure that you're diversifying your read, your readers as well. Mm. Don't just be all white women, even though like we are just two white women talking in a room. <laughs> um, we understand that. Please, please, please check out like, you know, in different countries as well. Like I think you were saying one of the interesting things was like, mm. have a pick a country and be like, how do you celebrate International Women's Day? And like, yeah. how does that work? And I think that it's, it's, it's about just taking that extra step and being a little proactive and trying to understand it. Maybe we can talk about our favorite favorite thing that we read on our next podcast and, and yeah and that sounds a little, like a great yeah. update definitely socials oh yes if you've enjoyed this episode if you have any ideas for topics if you want to tell us your worst international women's day post that you saw i don't know or best. our best actually yeah we're being <laughs> we're being we're, we're being really balanced being balanced um you can find us on instagram at feminist futures pod and on twitter at podcast futures and you can also email us at feministfuturespod at gmail.com. God, I always forget them. I really have to like <laughs> in, in, etch them into my brains. Um, but this has been really good. And I think sometimes it's important to also discuss a topic that you don't really have like a particular st- – I guess it's not that we didn't have a stance on it, but it's just like we wanted yeah. to discuss it and be open and kind of that way. So um, we will be back next month with a new interesting topic and a fun fact that we learned on International Women's Day. If Lauren doesn't get arrested for – Embracing everyone with equity. Equity. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. You'll probably read about it in the Daily Mail or in that BuzzFeed article that I was. Yeah, exactly. You can make uh, me famous that way. Make a mention yeah, for the podcast. It's okay. As long as you mention for the podcast, it'll be fine. Perfect. Um, there's definitely a bad. There's such thing as bad fame. I think, and that would definitely oh, no. be it. No such thing as bad. Um, beer. Well. And thank you so much for listening, though. We really appreciate it, and we will speak to you next month. See you later.